Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you are searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest series is called Esther and Turnaround Joy and is based on my book, Esther for Such a Time as This, Prayer, Reversals, and Joy. It has an imprimatur and a built-in study guide. Why not invite a friend or small group to join you in listening? Then meet over coffee every week to go through a chapter and grow in joy together. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello. Welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you are listening to my third series called Esther and Turnaround Joy. We are in Episode 6, Pray, Wait, and Discern. Have you ever prayed in a daunting situation, then found yourself looking for a quick solution? Sometimes a quick solution is not the best solution. In our podcast today, Esther shows us the value of prayer but also why it's important to wait and discern God's solution and the way He wants to lead you. So in chapter 4, we followed Mordecai and the Jewish people who were celebrating Passover when they learned of the edict for their destruction. So the festivities with family and friends were quickly turned into wailing and fasting and prayer. Esther's name comes from the Hebrew word sitter, which means concealed and suggests her identity would be concealed for a while, but the time would come for her to reveal her faith. And that time was now. Mordecai asked her to go to the king to stop the edict against the Jews. But without an invitation, she could be executed. Esther finally agreed to put her life on the line for such a time as this. She knew she needed God's intervention. So she called for three days of fasting with food and water for all Jews and even her maids. Then she would go to the king with the conclusion, If I perish, I perish. Today we will follow Queen Esther, who on the third day of fasting will approach King Ahasuerus. So let's read Esther 4, 15-17 and Esther 5, 1-8. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go. Gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will also fast as you do. After that I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood at the inner court of the king's palace opposite the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne inside the palace opposite the entrance to the palace. And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she found favor in his sight, and he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and took the top of the scepter. The king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given you even to half of my kingdom. Then Esther said, If it pleases the king, then let the king and Haman come today to a banquet that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, so that we may do as Esther desires. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. While they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, What is your petition? It will be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to half my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther said, 
This is my petition and request. If I have won the king's favor, if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come tomorrow to the banquet that I will prepare for them, and then I will do as the king has said. Did you notice the emphasis on fasting three days before Esther went to the king? There is significance for the third day in the Jewish faith. A Jewish commentary on Esther points out that those of the Jewish faith believed God's deliverance and miracles for Israel would come after prayer and be initiated on the third day. This was especially important when the nation was in distress. For example, in the Old Testament, Hosea 6.2 says, After two days he will revive us. On the third day, God will raise us up that we may live before him. Esther 15 of the Deuterocanonical chapters also mentions Esther ended her prayer on the third day to prepare for the king. How do you envision Esther's preparation? What do you imagine Esther is feeling emotionally about her approach to the king? Let's read edition D, which is Esther 15, 1 through 13, for a few extra details. On the third day, when Esther entered her prayer, she took off her garments in which she had worshipped and arrayed herself in splendid attire. Then, majestically adorned, after invoking the aid of all-seeing God and Savior, she took two maids with her. On one, she leaned gently for support, while the other followed, carrying her train. She was radiant with perfect beauty, and she looked happy, as if beloved, but her heart was frozen with fear. When she had gone through all the doors, she stood before the king. He was seated on his royal throne, clothed in the full array of his majesty, all covered with gold and precious stones. He was terrifying. Lifting his face, flushed with splendor, he looked at her in fierce anger. The queen faltered and turned pale and faint and collapsed on the head of the maid who went in front of her. Then God changed the spirit of the king to gentleness, and in alarm, he sprang from his throne and took her in his arms until she came to herself. He comforted her with soothing words and said to her, What is it, Esther? I am your husband. Take courage. You shall not die, for our law applies only to our subjects. Come near. Then he raised the golden scepter, touched her neck with it. He embraced her and said, Speak to me. So we see here Esther undergirded with great prayer, fasting, repentance, and intercession with other prayers. Esther stood before the king at the entrance to the hall, radiating an inner strength and outer beauty from God. Her patience and seeking God model a gentle, discerning leadership style. Then the king, after not seeing Esther for 30 days, acknowledged her stature and addressed her as queen. You know, gentle leadership is a term used today in business and other organizations to characterize a leader, either male or female, who is kind and compassionate and loyal and willing to listen to the needs of those around them. A discerning leader is one who prays and waits for God's direction. Queen Esther was truly a gentle and discerning leader. She leaned completely on God for strength and guidance. Redemptress Father John Cragen pointed out that Esther arose to leadership at a crucial moment. He said, Esther appears not so much ruthless as determined, not so much pitiless as inflexible. 
She will not yield when the good of her people and the good of her nation are in jeopardy. Whereas Haman is conniving and the king is vacillating, Esther follows the inexorable course dictated by the needs of the moment. Not only a queen, Esther is also an admirable leader. How did Esther prepare to approach the king? Well, it's only through patience and persistence and the support of the other prayers who together were seeking God. Esther could lean on them in prayer and the strength from God so she could respond with gentle discernment. It's a model for us today. In any crisis, God made us to need Him and to need others to pray with us. All of us need prayers who undergird our work and decisions with intercession. Let's keep reading Esther, the final verses of chapter 5, 9 through 14. Haman went out that day happy and in good spirits. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate and observed that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was infuriated with Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. Then he sat and called for his friends and his wife, Zeresh, and Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions which which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the ministers of the king. Haman added, even Queen Esther, let no one but myself come with the king to the banquet that she prepared. Tomorrow also I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this does me no good as long as I see the Jew Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Then go with the king to the banquet in good spirits. This advice pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Wow! Prayer changes the hearts of men and women, and in this instance, the fasting and prayers of Esther and God's people changed the heart of the king. On the third day of fasting, Esther had abandoned herself in total submission to God, put on royal robes to show her authority as queen of Persia, and became the leader God designed her to be. She knew from her Jewish faith that the third day signified God's deliverance as she approached the throne. King Ahasuerus extended his royal scepter to receive her and addressed her as Queen Esther. To come before the king in such a bold manner, even in emotional trepidation and stress, he knew she had something of importance to ask, so he showed himself open to hearing her request. Esther asked the king to come with Haman to a festive dinner banquet she had prepared, and the king was pleased with the request and came to her dinner. At the end of the meal, with much wine imbibed, King Ahasuerus again asked Esther what she requested. Esther delayed and again asked the king and Haman to come to a second dinner on the following day. Why did Esther delay and not burst out with her request? God's guidance and discernment, coming through all the many prayers and fasting, seemed to tell her the timing was not right. She needed to wait one more day. When Haman came home, he boasted to his family and friends. Historian Herodotus says that Persians prized a large number of sons, second only to great courage in war. Haman had ten sons, according to Esther 9, so you could imagine the pride he felt. 
In the meantime, Haman's pride was bursting at being invited to dinner twice with the king and queen of Persia. He could hardly contain his excitement. It spilled over to his wife and his friends. Only the sight of Mordecai the Jew, who would not stand up this time, pricked his joy. His wife Zurish consoled him and suggested he build gallows 50 cubics high to hang Mordecai immediately on. That's 75 feet. Instead of waiting for the decree to be fulfilled 11 months later, she told him to go forth. The scriptures we read today show us that God's timing is always best and that faith-filled patience, prayer, waiting, and discernment has great reward. Well, it's time to conclude our journey for today with a bit of reflection. Were you inspired from Esther chapter 5? Did you notice those principles on prayer, waiting, and discernment that you could apply to your life? For example, you might be thinking, I need to seek God with other prayers for support to stand firm in spiritual battles because evil is at work all around. Or how about this principle? To become a gentler and more discerning person. I need to increase my time in prayer with fasting, repentance for myself and others, plus discernment from the Holy Spirit. Or how about this one? I need to rely more on God's discernment and patience in prayer. I must wait where God has placed me and invite His leadership to go before me and tell me what to do. Well, in this chapter, Esther focused on drawing near to God waiting on him and discerning his next step. I particularly like Isaiah forty thirty one that says the same. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast for today. I want you to know I'm so happy that you've joined our Esther and Turnaround Joy podcast series. You can find bookmarks for this series on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, or in my book, Esther for Such a Time as This, Prayer, Reversals, and Joy. Until next week, know that I am praying you have a joy-filled week and that you pray, wait for God, and discern His will in all that you do. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend Karen Dwyer reminding you to wrap yourself in joy.